entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. What is going on everybody and welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, and I'm joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch, Matthew Beck. Guys, I hate that we're starting off with such a negative note. Why was Cyberpunk delayed again? This is not fun. This is not the the holiday season I was hoping to be. Cyberpunk got delayed to December 10th after being delayed earlier this year to mid-November. You know, I don't even care which one of you talks at this point. Just one of you. I don't want to talk about this depressing crap, but uh, whoever wants to take over here, tell me what you think about this. Honestly, I'm. I wish I could say that you know, this was a that, that this was a big surprise because we called early going on that there were going to be more delays and we just didn't. I don't think we expected it to be cyberpunk, and that was I think it was mm-hmm. kind of a a heavy hitter because it was so close to the release date. I mean, it was you know what three weeks out when when they delayed it or four it, weeks out. It was within yeah. a month. Within yeah. a month. We were mm-hmm. we were that close to having it, and dude, it just it ruined my November for me because I mean I don't think you know other than Watch Dogs Legion there wasn't really any big games that you know are coming. Obviously we got you know Assassin's Creed Valhalla which I'm excited about. We've got the consoles, but dude, Cyberpunk is a game that we have been waiting for for years, dude. Mm-hmm. So long yeah. have we been waiting for this. As excited as I am about you know the next-gen consoles, and about the new games coming out with that, Cyberpunk was probably the biggest game of the year, and we were that close to it. Yeah, yeah I think that it's it's in sports, there's this terminology of when a team is on the comeback, their team's down by 20 points, and they start cutting into that lead, and they get to within four or five points, and then the other team hits a big three-pointer. There's a, there's a term yeah. there called, you know, you just feel, feel kind of the air just – the air just leave the building. You kind of just all that momentum, all that hype, it's gone. That's what I feel right now as a gamer. I feel that right now that we had all this hope. We looked at November and we said, God, new consoles, Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Even even when you look at it, you had games like Miles Morales and the Demon Souls remake or remaster, whatever it's considered at this point. You have Sackboy. You had so many major releases but that's the one that we were all looking at as this was the game of the year. This was the yeah. one that we were all looking forward to. Matt, yeah. can you remember your reaction when you first saw the news? <laughs> oh man, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like sit here and pretend I wasn't surprised. Um, mm-hmm. As frustrated as frustrated as I am with the delay, it's it's more so the miscommunication going on that we have been getting with CTU Project Red here lately. So it's like around the first time after you know we get this delay announced, it's it's they're basically saying it's because you know the game went gold. We got that official announcement that the game went gold, and then yep. they go up on Twitter and then they uh, you know they post the uh, the delay, and it all starting off with it's the fact that we're hearing uh, it's because they're having issues getting the the game to run properly on PlayStation Four and Xbox One. And the next thing we're hearing is because CD Projekt Red are such perfectionists that they want the game to achieve a 90 or higher on Metacritic. And that kind of communication is just really frustrating, especially when, you know, we've already had pe- people who pre-ordered the game. If you've pre-ordered on Amazon, like myself, we've already had our, our shipping date and everything, you know, day one, it was supposed to come out. And then 
you know, Amazon emailed me. I got the delay information about it coming out in December. Now it's just it's extremely frustrating. And I just wish that, you know, CD Projekt Red could just, just, just stick to a date. You know what I mean? And I'm honestly, I, I want to be as optimistic as possible, but I don't see the game coming out at all. Not till 2021. Yeah, it's hard to be positive right now. I, I can't lie and say that, you know, like, oh, I've got this optimism that December 10th is the day. Honestly, I, I am waiting just for the death nail tweet to come out of, hey, game's delayed to February 2021. Because it's not going to mm-hmm. get delayed to January because games mm-hmm. don't come out in January. That is not a very, very common day for day, for games to get released. January is not a great gaming month. Now, yeah, there's probably one game every year that comes out like around January, around that time, that does really well. But think about it, it only really does well because it's the only game that comes out. And the big point of Cyberpunk for me was, this is a game that is coming out in prime gaming time. This is, we've hit the peak of the gaming year. Okay, and it started early this year. It started in June with Last of Us Part Two, And then we got Ghost of Tsushima in July. And then we got, we, we've gotten all these releases since then. And it just, it feels very deflating. Mm-hmm. that in the month where it was going to have all this competition and it's got Mahala and Cold War and Watchdog Legions and it's got, you know, it's got all of this competition from the next gen and it's going to find a way to beat all of it. And now it's like, well, now no matter what month it comes out in, whether it's December, February, January, what have you, it's not really going to be competing against very much. It's kind of lame. It's kind of lame that it's going to have the limelight all to itself. Right, and I don't really mm-hmm. like that. I would have much rather seen it could be like, okay, Valhalla better than that, Black Ops Cold War better than that, Miles Morales. Guess what? It's next gen, but we're better than that. Like I would have loved to have seen that, but we're not going to get to see that now. And I will go ahead. I will go on record and say this now: if this game gets delayed to 2021, it will affect my review score. It 100% will affect my review score because, yeah, like Matt you. said. It's the miscommunication. It's the game going gold, and all of a sudden there's a new issue. You should not have announced that it went gold then. You should have checked all of this before it went gold. So mm-hmm. I want to I put this question out there to you all before we move on. Is it possible for a game company, to be, game company to be too much of a perfectionist to the point where it harms the game? Because as Matt just also said, they're aiming for a 90 on Metacritic, and Metacritic has not really been all that reliable lately. So... Kyle, you first. What do you think about the statement I just made? Honestly, I think that's definitely a thing. You know, there's things as updates, patches. You know, we've seen Modern Warfare drop, you know, 20 gigabyte patches. Yes. You know, the the size of them does not matter anymore because it's – we know it's going to happen. We know there's going to be big updates. We know it's going to be buggy at first. You know, as long as the game is playable, I don't care if I run into a small bug here or there. Like, you know, for example, with Avengers, there was the weird bug of the person not having their hat on their head. That's that's not game-breaking. Yes, the game still sucked, but had nothing to do with that the awful game wasn't bug. good. Yeah. It was not good. It was, you know, you don't have to have every single, you know, pixel aligned for me to play this game. As long as, you know, there is nothing game-breaking, the game is not crashing, I'm not having, you know, uh, infinite load screens or 
just other crap that, you know, obviously would prevent me from progressing in the game. I don't care if I run into a few bugs, a few glitches. It's a brand new game, and you can't expect it to be perfect. Matt, let's examine CD Projekt Red's last release in The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. That's a game that is considered a masterpiece, but it was not perfect. Yeah. It had glitches in it, and that's... When you have a game that's that big, you're bound to have glitches. Yeah, At the absolutely. end of the day, is this delay, is this delay the right call? I mean, the thing is, we are not developers at CD Projekt Red. We can't exactly pinpoint as to what went wrong. I mean, you got to also remember, the employees over at CDPR didn't even know about the delay until the Twitter announcement. The developers themselves did not know. That's the awful. Moment, they didn't find out to the moment we found out. That's yeah, insane. that's awful communication. Imagine when finding the game out from is, your job like that. I'm yeah, so sorry to cut you off. It's at, Absolutely, but it's just it, it's it's crazy. It sucks for the developers. It sucks for us, and we don't know, especially with how much crunch that they have been. You know, going going into that last week before uh, they announced the game went gold. You know, they were expecting to finish up and finally be done, go home, and no, here he is. Here here it goes again. Like I just there's just so much frustration going on right now. I feel and bad for the like, devs. Yes, and like yeah, and um, again, it's it's like. We just don't know if it's going to get delayed again, and I, I, I do feel for the developers and everything. I, just, I think the, the higher ups over at CDPR are not doing their jobs very well at all. And I mean, you can just go on their social media; it's constantly people upset, and they have every right to be upset because we've been we've been told this game is going to be one of the best that we've ever played. Basically, we've seen mm -hmm. all this. I remember the Keanu Reeves reveal like it was yesterday, man. Like, oh yeah, it, it's. It's something that I think people are upset and with good reason, but I'm with you both that I feel for these devs that put in these long nights and these and these these long hours of hard work just to see it get delayed and then them not even have it communicated to them. I mean, mm -hmm. I look at I look at my job for example and yeah, there's a lot of late nights, there's a lot of long hours, but I at least have things effectively communicated to me and I'm okay with that. I can I can make the long hours worth it because of that. But if it's going to be communication like this, man, I feel for these devs because they're really getting the short end of the stick and they're just having to work even harder than they already have. And they've put years, as Kyle mentioned, into this game. Like, you have to think about it. They're going to look back on, they're going to look back on this and think, man, we took this game took years off of our lives mm -hmm. because we worked on it for as long as we did. So we'll transition into something a little bit happier now because I think we can all agree, or at least me and Matt can. I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what Kyle thinks. The surprise game of the year, in my opinion, Watch Dogs Legion. And I really didn't expect to be saying that. Like, if 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 you think that anybody here sounds legitimately surprised about how good it is, please listen to me right now because I thought the game was going to be garbage. And I think you both remember <laughs> when it first got revealed, I thought it was going to be trash. Yep. I was not mm -hmm. thinking about picking it up at all. And I remember, Kyle, when we queued it up and <laughs> – I'll tell you what, first impressions are important. Kyle, do you remember my first impression of this game? Oh, man, dude. Very first cutscene? Crash. Crash. Now, I will say the game has since rebounded since that crash has not crashed on me since. And I've really grown to enjoy it. And, Matt, I know you're the same. It It is something that I don't know quite how they did it, but Ubisoft pulled off what they were going for, I think. Oh, I'm, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll start off by saying this. Um. 
I think what they definitely excelled at in this game is the fact that, you know, we're not getting we're not being given some uh bland main character as we had with um, you know, Watch Dogs One, which I know that was a major complaint. Yes. But now as much as I love story driven games and I love getting a uh, you know, a, a main character, I do like what they went with this one. I do like the fact that, you know, you have all these you start off with a you know a preset character, you choose it, and then that's your your first one. And as you progress through the story, you recruit more. And I like the recruiting system a lot. Like you know, each different person you recruit has like their own special abilities. So it, it gives you the uh, it gives you the incentive to not just recruit some some random person on the street. Oh, hey, there's a mime. I'm going to recruit them or something like that. You take a good look at you know what they can do, and a lot of missions you know push you towards recruiting specific characters to do specific tasks. And I love how how you know evened out it is. It's and I, I will absolutely praise uh you know Ubisoft's development team on recreating London like a more futuristic London. It is well done. I've never been to London myself, but I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, who are from the UK say, you know, praising the way that it's set up as well. Like, you know, there's a place in London you want to visit. There's Big Ben. Uh, there's the uh, Palace. There's all kinds of different places. And I think it's fantastic. Did this man just say there's mimes in the game? I know who I'm recruiting when I go back in. I know who I'm going for. My mime, Maybe my not mimes. Be tearing stuff up, man. My mime going to work. <laughs> Okay. Maybe maybe not mines, but street performers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I agree with you in that. It, it, I think that one thing that open world games, one thing that sometimes goes kind of unnoticed is that you get so swept up in the transportation aspect of like driving from point to point or in Spider-Man web slinging and Batman, you're, you're kind of gliding. But mm-hmm. what I like is that this almost gives you incentive to walk around on foot. And to kind of just glance around, look around. Is there anybody that randomly could really help me serve dead in this game? Is there anybody that can, you know, give me a skill that I'm missing on my team? Sure, every team also needs grunts. So just finding people who are good in a fight or just basically a body, that's important mm-hmm. as well. You need bodies. You can't be too picky. Right, but, right. <laughs> but it also does emphasize that importance of actually looking around, taking in your environment. And Kyle, Matt mentioned it. I want to hear what your thoughts on it as well. I think this might be one of the best video game environments of the year. Oh yeah, I gotta say, I haven't I haven't played a whole lot of the game, but what I can say is that it's man was too busy stunning. benching Pikmin three. <laughs> That's for the next episode. I I will, man, I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> but I gotta say the the open world, the or not the open world, but the world itself is so beautiful. I mean, it's so stunning, like. You know, I know at first you start off and, you know, you're just running through a couple of buildings. You don't really get to see anything. But then as, you know, time goes on, you really open up and see just how detailed they, you know, made this. It's so beautiful. I, I would definitely say this is probably one of the best video game environments. I, I'm i in agreement with that. It's gorgeous. And this game is a little bit difficult for me because I'm the kind of guy where I, when I play Skyrim or I play Fallout or, you know, some kind of RPG, most people will make multiple characters, do multiple playthroughs. I've never done that in my life. Skyrim, one character. Oblivion, one character. Every Fallout game, one character. It is Skyrim, so hard. <laughs> yeah, it is so hard for me to transition between characters because, like, I want to focus on this one guy and get him just so overpowered, but... Like, 
it, it's kind of cool how they do make you, you know, you have to have, like you were saying, multiple people so you can have multiple abilities to, you know, accomplish your goals. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of hard for me because I've just never been the kind of guy to, you know, focus. I just, I don't know, maybe it's my ADHD. I have a very short attention span and <laughs> uh, that's that's why I, I do one playthrough. I'm like, all right, I did one character. He's level 500 and he's got everything in the game. We're good. <laughs> I'll tell you, one thing this game does have me intrigued with if I do multiple playthroughs, and I will say I'm really enjoying this game. I think that right now, if I had to score it, probably a solid eight. I mean, it's not going to be in the game of the year discussion, but like I said, yeah. when it comes to surprises this year, last year my surprise game of the year was Call of Duty Modern Warfare because that game was really, really good. It came out of nowhere. Uh, I wasn't really expecting the campaign to be all great, but it was. It was awesome, even if it wasn't really historically accurate. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I think that this is going to be my surprise game this year. That this is the game I'm looking at as, wow, I just I didn't expect it to be all that good, and it wowed me, and I spent hours on it. One thing on multiple playthroughs that's really going to intrigue me is the permadeath function, where if you lose an operative, if an operative dies, they're done, they're gone. Or if they get a, or I think it's also if they get arrested, they're done, they're done. You don't get them back, and when you run out, the game is over. So it's one of those where I'm really intrigued by that because I think that that could be just a super cool playthrough. That'd be, that'd be something as like a, in a YouTube series. That's something I could watch. It's just saying because the first thing going through your head is, man, I need to recruit like every person I see for the first like yeah, 30 NPCs. Yeah. I need to have backup. And it's just I, I'm interested to see how much different you would play the game because of it. That's not a perfect game. I think that when it comes to recruiting the NPCs, the missions will probably get repetitive at some point because they ultimately all boil down to doing similar things, whether it's deleting data, downloading footage, or in one of my favorite missions, going and stealing a luxury sports car and driving it into the Thames River. That was awesome. <laughs> I loved every second of that. That was so much fun. But I, I, I do think that there's absolutely a chance that maybe they do get repetitive. And if that happens, that happens. But as of right now, I'm really happy with this game. I don't think that there's a lot of games like this one. And I think that its biggest strength is that it's very, very unique. The NPC, yeah. the NPC, uh, how that's all handled is great. And it is just, it's, you can recruit an old woman. I have confirmed that because I've, <laughs> I've recruited one and she's actually one of my best operatives. So that seems like a good place to go ahead and end this episode here. So that'll do it from us. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at SideMissionPod, on YouTube at SideMission. For Kyle Lynch and Matthew David Beck, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Open Podcast Center.